everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And guess what? Charles is here today. What's up? We're talking Single White Female, the amazing erotic thriller from 1992, starring Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Leigh, directed by Barbette Schroeder, who also did Murder by Numbers. Oh, yeah. And you know what he also did? He also directed that movie Reversal of Fortune, which is about... Oh, the one with Jeremy Irons? Yeah, with, uh, with, uh, that was about the Klaus von Bülow story, Mm -hmm. which is, which is, which is such a great movie, too. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good one. I, I literally just finished watching it. When did you watch it, Charles? Single white female. Yeah. Did you um, watch it yesterday? Yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, I watched it yesterday twice. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I need to probably start watching things twice. I'm doing the next episode. I'm recording tomorrow. Uh, me and Mike are gonna do Scream Two. Oh, nice. And I was just like, and he was talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I was like, but I need to watch it just like once, just watch it. And then like take notes the second time. Yeah. Because I'm too busy like trying to write everything down. But uh, yeah, what else have you been up to? Um, so I've been, been watching. So um, this is this this is a documentary that I heard about on Netflix called Athlete A. And it's oh, like oh and the gymnastics one. Yeah, and it's about like the gymnast who like originally came forward to report the abuse by the doctor. Oh, um, and it's um, it's just um, it's just it's such a horrible story. But like the but the athlete who came forward is just such like a wonderful human being. And uh, I, I wait, what's I, what's their name? Uh, her name is Min, Min, Maggie. Nichols. Um, so was she an Olympic gymnast or no? No. Well, she reported the abuse to her coach um, in 2015. And then she had an injury and kind of had to take some time off. And, you know, she probably had to process like the, you know, the abuse she was going through too. And then she kind of recovered and then came back and did fairly well at the, the Olympic trials, but was not placed on, on the team. And it's like really like yeah. did she do did she get enough points to qualify like why did they not put her on the team? Well, it's sort of implied in the documentary that she wasn't placed on the team because she reported the abuse in in the first place. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like really. I thought it was gonna be kind of like the Epstein uh, Netflix documentary, but like, is it really good? Um, I thought it was gonna be really upset. I mean, I know it's gonna be upsetting. Yeah, I mean, I um, I don't I don't enjoy hearing stories about the abuse itself, but I yeah. do I do enjoy hearing stories about like all like all the story that's that's come out since it was exposed about like the cover up, you yeah, know, uh, you know, at, that's at, crazy, you know, at like USA Gymnastics and like at Michigan State, yeah, and just about how like people had been reporting him for almost 20 years and That's like insane. And he's it, never getting out. Right. No, no. I think he was essentially given a life sentence. Um, God. for it. So, I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's like, he, he's, he, he's, he, he's like probably going to die in prison. So yeah. Fuck man. Yeah. So it's a documentary. It's, it's a series, right? It's not just like one movie. No, it's just a documentary. Um, oh, oh, it's just a film. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought it was a series. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's good. It's um, you know, it's you know, it's um, it's, and um, apparently there's just been this whole reaction around the world where like, um, where like gymnasts in like England and the 
Netherlands and in like Japan have been like coming forward to report like abuse from their coaches too. Oh no way! Yeah, and so um, I think so. Gymnastics is never going to be the same. Um, no, I mean, like, um, I mean, it's, um, I mean, hopefully it will be a lot safer for the athletes, but, um, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's not gymnastic it, itself. That's, that's the problem yeah. with the people in it. So, God. um, Fucking shit, man. Yeah. That's um, crazy. I'm, well, I feel like on every episode I talk about the same thing that I'm watching, but, I'm still watching that Vow show uh, about oh, the Nexium cult. Oh yeah, no, I heard that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I won't talk at length. I feel like every episode I say about the same things I'm watching. Um, but yeah, I guess there's nothing crazy new that I've. I'm trying to think of anything new that I've watched, like or seen or anything like that. I guess there's um, this new Showtime show that's coming out. I saw a trailer for it that looks pretty good. It's I think it's called. I'm gonna have to look it up. It's about like. Uh, John Brown, like the first abolitionist. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's played by Ethan Hawke. Oh. And it's like, I'm trying to think of, let me see, it's called The Good Lord Bird. And it starts in October, I think. Okay, that sounds good. But yeah, it looks pretty good. Like, W. Diggs is playing Frederick Douglass. There's a few other, like, new actors in there. But that looks pretty good. And I think they, like, shot it, like, in Virginia and stuff like that. So. Okay. That looks pretty good. And I saw the Dune trailer. Did you see the Dune trailer? No, it is. um, I I, I realized they were turning that into a movie. Yeah, they're doing a second one. I guess the first one's from, like, what, the 80s? Okay. Early 80s, I think. I'm not a huge sci... I'm not a big... um, I don't want to say fan of sci-fi, because I do like sci-fi, but I don't know that many films. Like, I haven't watched that many of them. Uh, Blade Runner being one that I have not seen that I need to see. But um, the first one, like, the original. Yeah, I, you know, I I, I felt like Blade Blade Runner got, like, built up as this, like, great movie, and I saw it. That's what I'm thinking. And, um, you know, it was... I don't know. It was good. Um, you know, it. Um, I mean, it didn't like blow blow me away. But you know, I imagine if you saw it in the theater in 1982, it probably would. Well, yeah, just because of like, yeah, the whole vibe, um, the futuristic vibe. But now we're so far in advance from when they made it. So I, I get the technology would be really good on this recent one they did, like 2049 or something. Yeah. But yeah, I still haven't seen Blade Runner, but th- but Dune looks like a more advanced and more in the weeds Blade Runner. Like, oh, real- okay. I think that the year in Dune is supposed to be like ten thousand one hundred something. Like, oh, it, really? Yeah, like it's very far in advance. Uh, I'll cool. I'll text you okay. the trailer. It's really it looks really cool, and like Timothy Chalamet is in it, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Oscar oh, Isaac Um, it's directed by. It's literally like the biggest trailer. Um. Like this week, it's what everyone's been talking about. Uh, it's directed by Dallas, Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve, I think he's French. Oh, did he? Was he the same director who did um, who did Blue Valentine? No, that's Derek something. Okay. Wait, this is the guy who actually did the most recent Blade Runner. Oh, okay. And okay. he also did Arrival and Sicario, Prisoner's Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, and some other Canadian I, independent. I saw I saw Arrival, and I thought it was good. Um, Is Jennifer Lawrence in that? Uh, no, it's Amy Adams and Jeremy. Oh, Amy Brennan. Adams. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it seems pretty cool. It seems like that's going to be. Yeah, I'll send it to you. The trailer looks pretty dope. Okay, cool. Pretty dope. But uh, let's get into single white female. I don't know. First of all, have you ever heard it uh, as referred to as a verb? Oh yeah, I've um I, th- I think I've heard it ref- 
heard it referred to as a verb before I actually saw the movie. Yeah, me too. I think I knew what single white female meant before I'd actually seen it. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it means someone who is essentially completely obsessed with you, trying to take your personality and kill everyone around you and kind of like absorb themselves into you for <laughs> a not so first a seemingly irrational reason. But then when you kind of find out more about Hetty slash Ellen, Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of like, not, I don't want to say you understand, but it's not out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's just this random girl who's like just a drifter and being insane. Like there, there is a backstory and it becomes a little bit more like, oh, okay. Um, I thought in terms of like psychotic, like, um, antagonist, she was on the more sympathetic side. Yeah, I think Um, so. Yeah. Do you kind of feel that like. You also see that people in the story, like, especially uh, the neighbor Graham upstairs, like, he's trying to get her help. Yeah. Like, everyone's constantly just know that it's something, like, there's something mentally that might not be right and that she needs help. Not like, oh, my God, let's kill her. Let's call the cops. And, like, you know, just have her taken away. So, yeah, that is true. But I just wanted to know if you'd heard of it as a verb. (laughs) When did you first see it? What are your first thoughts about it? Um, So, I think I first saw it um, about two weeks ago for for the first time. No way! Yeah. Like, before I told you about it? Or did you watch it, like, when Um, I was talking to you about it? I think you told me you wanted to do it. I was like, okay, I should probably watch the movie at some point. Oh, shit, I thought you'd Um, seen it. No, no, no. Oh, Um, wow, cool. I, I was sort of familiar with the story, so it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't like shocking, but um, it um, I was I was like, oh right, this was kind of a big deal. <laughs> so yeah, it was totally a big deal. Yeah, um, wow, that's so cool. Okay, well, I first rented it on DVD like through the mail and Netflix when you had to like send them away because oh, I had nice. heard that it was so you know like yeah I heard it as a verb and I just knew it was one of those films that I was like oh cool one of those like nineties films. Um, I remember when I first watched it thinking it was way slower than a lot of things that I had seen before. Like, but then I also just like, I mean, I don't, we're going to talk about it at length, but like this goddamn apartment is literally like the third star of the film. Oh, I know. You know, I, you know, I have to be honest. It, um, I was, I, I, I wasn't like super impressed by it first, but you know, I, you know, but it, but as the as the tension in the movie build, I just became more attached to it. Like obsessed. It's, yeah, no, like it's it's and it's rent controlled. She has like a rent controlled apartment in New York City, and it's not. This like, was this was like, my huge. This was my huge question, which we'll get into in a second when we get into the plot point, because we'll find out pretty soon. But I had a question about how she acquired this rent control apartment, which we'll yeah. get to. But um, I'm just gonna say that one awesome note that I have to notice, which I guess could be considered in a '90s moment, but I just wanted to point this out. Allie, when she has that security system on her fashion program that somehow deletes everyone's files and shuts <laughs> down if payment is. Late is yeah. boss. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's pretty amazing that she managed to do that in like 1992. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like she'd managed to hack this program together. If only they could do that nowadays, it'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. You'd just like <laughs> take people's work if they don't pay you on time. Um, Bridget Fonda, she did singles right after this, which is one that we still have to cover on the pod, which we will. Uh, I don't know who wants to watch singles. I feel like 
Jai, I don't think has heard of it. I'm kind of curious to know what she would think about it. Singles is, um, it's like all about like 20 somethings in like early 90s Seattle, right? Yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Cameron Crowe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, it's very on brand. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So like, I know we should do it just based on the soundtrack alone. And also the fact that like Nirvana, they asked Nirvana to be on the soundtrack and they were like, fuck no, <laughs> we don't want to do some dumbass Hollywood movie about grunge. And it's kind of funny that like Pearl Jam and I think Chris Cornell is, is in a scene and then like Allison Chains. It's like every other band. Yeah. One of the other bands, <laughs> but, but Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins are on the soundtrack too. But I think that's kind of funny. So, uh, yeah. So I haven't really seen that much of Bridget Fonda outside um, of this. She stopped acting in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. So I'm, um, she was like a pretty big star in like the, in like the, in like the mid 90s. Like, um, yeah. What I, have you seen her in? So I've seen her in Point of No Return. Which is sort of like a um, American remake of of the French movie La Femme Nikita. Oh, um, okay. And um, you know, it's like I, th- I think she plays like a drug addict, and like this like secret government agency like fakes her death, and she turns into and they train her to be an assassin. Oh um, shit! Yeah, and um, and yeah, it's good. Um, and it's, it sounds um, good. And then um, Bridget Fonda was also in Jackie Brown, which is probably one of my Oh, yeah. Movies. I haven't seen that in so long. I, I, we should do it, though. Um, and then um, and, and then um, she was also in this great movie that I really love called A Simple Plan. That yeah, what in, is that? So it's um, it, it, it's a great movie. It has, like, Bill Paxton in it and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, I love her. And um, it's about these, like, three friends who are out hunting. And they come across a plane that has crashed in the woods. And the pilot and the passenger are dead. And they find a suitcase full of like four million dollars, and so they basically take the, the the money, and it's just kind of like one of these movies where everything just gets worse and worse. And oh it, shit! It, it you know it, it um it sort of reminded me of the plot of like clay pigeons. Like, you know, just, <laughs> like, movie's so funny. I know, right? <laughs> I have it on DVD. Oh, we should do that. Um, oh, really? Oh, I'm gonna bookmark this. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I want to see that. Okay, um, cool. Like, um, you know, it, it's, except it's like not funny. Like, it's like it's like yeah, it, it, yeah it, it, it gets like really heavy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Nice. Now, have you Jennifer Jason Lee? I knew from Fast Times, which is '82, one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. Uh, also directed by Amy Heckerling, same woman who directed Clueless, and uh, written by Cameron Crowe, same person who did Singles. So uh, it's very like incestuous here. Oh, I didn't realize that Cameron Crowe wrote Fast Times. Yes, from oh, a book. Cool. Yeah, he wrote Fast Times and she directed it. Nice. So yeah, a lot of like incestuous stuff going on, like different directors and stuff directing and writing different things in like the 80s and 90s, which is pretty cool. Um, so I knew her from that, but she also was in that new Tarantino film, uh, The Hateful Eight, that yeah. she was nominated for an Oscar for. Well, she's been around for so long. That was so yeah. great to finally get nominated for something. Yeah, I was um, going to say, she was, I mean, she was great. Yeah, um, but um, um, she was also in the movie Dolores Claiborne that came out in 1995 that was based on Stephen King novel. Oh, um, wow, I didn't see that. It's, it's really good. And then um, she's also in this movie called Mrs. Parker in the v- Vicious Circle, which is where she plays the writer slash humorist Dorothy Parker and about her, like, about, like, her, like, group of, like, horrible, like, friends that just kind of... S- sit around and get drunk and just like say horrible things about people 
Really? And, yeah, and those are the people that eventually uh, formed the New, New Yorker magazine. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um and um so um and so um I had a friend in college named Rosie who um and um she like had this really awesome like act where she would um like get on stage and like her friend would um would she would start screaming Dorothy Parker poetry like as at the at the top of her lungs and behind her her friend would be accompanying along with her a accordion so wait did people know what these quotes were from i i don't know i um it um they they seem to really appreciate it so oh my god that's hilarious yeah yeah (laughs) gosh well yeah and then if you look in jennifer jason lee's imdb like she definitely has you've definitely seen a ton of her (laughs) in a lot of films yeah she's that's so cool though that she finally got nominated i was gonna say she won the mtv award that year mtv movie award for best villain well for for single white female i mean if she won the mtv award then who cares about a goddamn oscar yeah right (laughs) she won she won the mtv award so she's officially cool and i have that the budget for this film was 16 million dollars which where do they spend it because that has to be a real apartment right i mean um i thought i read somewhere that the interior shots were like films at the studio but like be like street shots and like the stairwell shots were like film. we're a real building yeah yeah so it's not a real apartment but it's oh, but, it, it's but it so could nice. be it could be a real apartment it's really fucking big though. <laughs> it's like versailles in, yeah. a, in an apartment like the size of the rooms are just massive okay wait hold on we'll get to that yeah um okay so open number two at the box office behind unforgiven and eventually it made 48 million dollars yeah not too shabby yeah not too bad so um let's see now let's get into the plot. So it opens with these twin girls, like these two twin girls, like putting on makeup, which you're like, what the hell What's going on here? Uh, eventually we'll figure out about like that kind of symbolism. And then you just see this like slow pan into this amazing view of this building in Manhattan. And it's like this, you know what? It looks like the building that they also use for like cruel intentions. Oh, like the place right. that they live in that movie, which we also have to do, but um, because they, they, when they pull up, they pull up to this really old, like gothic-looking building that's on mm-hmm. that are on the west side yeah. of Manhattan. But uh, yeah. Oh, so um, I wanted to ask you, where is what part of New York is this building supposed to be in? It's on the Upper West Side. It's on West Seventy Fourth. Okay, so is, I think I saw the address at one point. So is the Upper West Side like the rich part? It's 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 good. Yeah, okay. it's nice. Okay. Like it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it is the rich part. Okay. It's not, it's just right west of Central Park. Mm-hmm. And like most people think of like Upper East Side as being like where all the wealthy people live, but like the Upper West Side has like n- real amazing places as well. It's like both nice. So is know? the Upper East Side kind of like Potomac and the Upper East Side is like Cho Chase? He, uh, it's kind of reversed. Oh, okay. The Upper East Side is more conservative than okay. the Upper West Side. Upper West Side's like, it would be considered more like bohemian. Like a lot of people have like, like a lot of people in the seventies who had like artist parents, like grew up on the upper West side, okay. upper East side is like old money. Like oh, that's, okay. the, that's the old trope of like what it means. Like that's obviously not what the neighborhood's like anymore. Who knows? But I mean, everyone's everywhere, but that's like the trope of like, you know, fifth Avenue, Madison Avenue, that's upper East side. That's like, you know, those fancy boutiques and, you know, the Whitney, the Met, mm-hmm. like that's all on the east side. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And the West Side has like the Natural History Museum. And, you know, they have like Columbus Circle, Lincoln Center. Okay. Um, you know, like further up there. But oh, yeah, God. they're I, both really nice. I've, I've been to the Natural History Museum in New York and it's just, it's so big. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just such a great museum. Um, and the Met's really great. It's yeah. another one that's so big and so great. Um, God, it's so weird to think that, you know, we haven't traveled in so long. I know. <laughs> now because of this whole, like, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. But, um, oh, yeah. Okay. So we pan in. So we're panning into this amazing building. And we see Sam and Allie, who is Steven Weber from Wings. Um, and I don't know what else. I'm, I mean, he's in um, some and stuff too I, what else have you been in um i think the thing i um so I, I wings is a show i like know about but it's, same i like, never watched it i mean it, it would like be on the background but i never really watched it but um what um look him up but uh i think what i know him from is that he's the narrator for the audiobook for it by stephen king oh okay and, um he's and he's he's really great um he was in that tv version of the shining in like oh, the okay. mid nineties, it was on like ABC. I remember seeing that. Okay. I'm looking now. He's in some cable shows like Ballers, and <clears throat> just some like a lot of TV shows. NCIS. Like he's okay. in a lot of things now. He's yeah. he's working consistently. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. So yeah, we meet Allie, who is who we're we're gonna call him by character names now. So Allie is Bridget Fonda, and Sam is Steven Weber. So we meet them, and they're like. They're they're obviously like together, just had sex, talking about having children. Like, mm-hmm. how many kids do you want to have? How many kids do you want to have? Oh, blah blah blah. And you're like, oh okay. And they're talking about marriage, and I think she's like, you know, they've been dating for a while. Then his ex <laughs> <laughs> fucking calls and like old school like '90s moment alert. Uh, there's like, a voicemail, like an answering machine, and you can hear. Like who's who's calling you and leaving mm-hmm. the message? So she hears and she's like, and, and it's literally uh, Sam's ex-wife saying like, you know, I don't mind you coming over, but you can't have sex with me and then just leave. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I wrote uh, a little weird. His ex is calling in the middle of the night. Oh, so he's still sleeping with his ex. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Um, yeah, I was like, "This is crazy." Um, yeah, I have to say, um, when when like old when old answering machines got phased out, like movies really lost a great plot device. Like, I mean, <laughs> That's true because you always can like. Yeah, that's so true because you always would see people either leaving messages, checking messages. Yeah. Like how they would receive information. Oh my, oh my god, like Bridget Fonda basically camps out in front of her machine for the entire movie. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's just And oh. like shops with I don't know what money. Like I'm very confused <laughs> on her finances, which which we'll get to in a second. Well well apparently she doesn't have to pay rent. So for this yeah. movie apartment. So like Okay, here's okay, I have Okay, and then you find out that they do like a zoom in on the vent. Hint, hint. This will be a, an important plot point later. And Graham, so ominous. That- so ominous. <laughs> also, with the when she also when they they kind of make it an obvious point to tell you like, yes, this is how we close the elevator. Sometimes yeah. we need the screwdriver to help punch it out. Let me show you where the screwdriver usually hangs and how I punch out the door. <laughs> this will be an effective point later. <laughs> like, yeah. do not forget. So then. Uh, neighbor Graham hears through the vents that they're fighting and she's fighting with Sam and she's like, Oh my God, like, fuck you. You're still sleeping with your ex. She goes upstairs and she's like, Graham, Graham's like her friend who lives upstairs. She's like, I want to sleep up here. 
So she sleeps in his place and then she gets up and it's like 10 o'clock and she's like, Oh fuck. You know, I've got to go to this meeting. Allie is a software engineer guys. Uh, she designs like software for fashion. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is before clueless when I saw that whole outfit thing going yeah. on, but uh, I'm assuming people who are, who are into nineties fashion design, like maybe this is an important program, but I don't recognize it, but I wasn't into that. And then I wrote, um, I was like, oh, early 90s New York. I love when you see her on the street and she's like walking and it's super cool. And I was like, Allie's meeting with her software. And I wrote, wait, okay. So she got a rent controlled apartment in a business settlement? I, yeah. I she she had that. a partner. Yeah, she had a partner. And in, I don't even know what she gave the partner, but it sounds like she did all the work. She got all the hardware. And like, so she's able to sell her software to anyone else to make more money. And she got this rent controlled apartment and it sends like money. Well, but yet I'm, she's squabbling with this dude on how much money she's worth. Well, I'm wondering if like they live together when they came up with the business idea, just because there isn't, they don't, she doesn't really have any furniture throughout the entire yeah, She has no furniture. So I'm wondering if like the roommate left and basically took everything. Um, I don't know. But. Yeah, we don't know. That was like a weird. And I said, like, she's getting lowballed on this deal because of fashion software. And I was like, so this guy, Mitch, who she's trying to like sell this to in this company, knows about the settlement. Yeah. Like, because he actually lowballs her because he's like, please, I know you don't need the money. Like, we all know that deal you got. I was like, so is this in like Women's Wear Daily or like Wall Street Journal? Like, the, the workings of this deal that this girl got I mean, for this software company? Like, it's really I strange. I guess New York is just a small town and everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> knows everything. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, And then I wrote, okay, so she's broken up with Sam. This is also a giant question mark on where the fuck Sam actually lives. Because, like, does he live in a hotel or does he live in the apartment with Allie? Yeah. Because he lived in the apartment with Allie, right? So, did they meet while he was married? Like, and she, he left his wife for her? Is that what's, what's going on? Is he legally divorced? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't know any of this. Like, does he have children? I don't I mean, think so. I mean... I don't think he has children with that first wife. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy who would probably bring it up at some point. But, that's true yeah I mean, um it, it, i mean i but we just don't know <laughs> she's like i wrote okay they're broken up sam's moving out she needs money to support and i was like what is she buying like isn't she getting lowball but she has this rent controlled apartment granted that room i mean that fucking apartment has like 10 goddamn rooms i know and they're like all huge like they're huge like <laughs> the windows are like bigger than my whole house i know <laughs> they're massive like I don't, I was like, th this is like not an apartment. This is like Versailles. You see how <laughs> tall those doors were? They were like mm -hmm. 15 feet doors. Yeah. And I was I, like, this is insane. Yeah. And I love how there's like that circular, like, you know, foyer when you first kind of walk in. And yeah. It's just, it's just so nice. Like at was, one point, I think I counted 10 steps for Hetty <laughs> to go from the bathroom to answer the goddamn phone in the foyer. Wow. I was like, that, she's still walking. <laughs> she's still stepping people. She is crossing all the way. I don't know about everyone else, but I do not live in a massive house that has a foyer that takes 10 minutes to walk across. Like, like it's so crazy. Um, yeah. So she needs money to support. So she does what anyone would do. This is pre Craigslist, which I don't even know if still exists anymore. Pre Facebook, whatever. She takes out an ad in the paper to look for what a single white female. 
Well, actually, no, she's a single white female yeah. looking for whatever. Uh, this sounds very much like a dating ad. I don't know why her race is important in a living roommate ad. Or well, did she say she was seeking a single white female? Well, I believe the movie... Um, well, I, I think the movie is based on a novel called um, SWF Seek Same. Um, oh, okay. And so, um, I, mean, um, I mean, just... I mean, you probably shouldn't put that in a newspaper ad. It's just kind of racist. Yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's just totally like, weird. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah. And but then, moving through that, she's illegally subletting her apartment to someone else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I love when she has this amazing montage of potential roommates. Um, and I figured Charles could speak to this because he has a lot of more recent experience with the prospect of uh, roommate. Yeah. So, um, roommate speed dating. I've, <laughs> <shall we> say? <laughs> yes. I've been, um, I haven't been on alley side where I'm like renting the place out. I'm more on like the Jennifer Jason Lee side where I'm like trying to find a place to live. So, um, but, trying to get people to like you in like three minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you like, you like walk in and you're like, Oh my God. Hi, what's going on? <laughs> Your hair is so cute. <laughs> <Bah>. <laughs> hoping that they're like yeah hey girl and then you're like awesome they're cool or if you're you answer and it's like some frat dude yeah which 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 i've done many times (laughs) it it, it is not as fun as it sounds (laughs) you're like hey man you like open the door and there's just like a giant poster of like fight club and like scarface on the wall and you're like oh my god they're such great movies i relate to them so much i really i really see myself in tony montana (laughs) me and al pacino we we are like the fs (laughs) (laughs) and they're like uh yes no can you imagine if they're like yeah we're looking forward to meeting you charles Um, this is not what i expected go on I did um, go to see this apartment in um, downtown Cho Chase, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's actually r- r- right around the corner from where Mike's old old apartment was. Oh, okay. But um, the person who was renting it was like kind of a nerdy old guy. I'd say in his like mid to late fifties, and um, I like walk in. He, he's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> um, and so he he was like. So this is the apartment, and um, and you know it's like nice. It's like a, re- a really great location. And one of the things that he specified in, in his ad was that he was just like, so I need the apartment to be like really quiet when I go to bed. And so then um, I was like, all right. And so then I asked him, well, what time do you go to bed? And he was like, uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> what? As soon as possible? What does um, that mean? I guess as soon as the sun goes down. I I, I don't know. <laughs> but, oh, did he like have a nine to five job where he was gone? I think he said he worked from home or something. Um, oh Jesus! So I um so anyway I um I was like I I, 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 it, I was so torn because I was like I don't really like this person but I love this apartment I love the area and I went through this whole you know like tug of war with my soul you know I was like you know which way do I go. And I was like, I can't, I can't move into this place. And so then I was like, hey, I, I think his name was like Josh or something. But I was like, hey, Josh, um, thanks for showing me the apartment, but uh, um, I think I'm, I'm going to have to pass. 
And then he wrote me back and he was like, I haven't offered you the apartment yet, but apparently you've made up your mind. What? <laughs> you said that? Yeah. And so he like was not, he was not pleased with me. He was like, well, now I have to find a new roommate. And I was like, yeah, but. Well, you never said you were moving in. I don't owe you. Yeah. I don't owe you anything. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, That's so crazy. Um, but yeah, this, this part of finding, uh, place to live is like is like it's it's like the most exciting and the worst at the same time it really is <laughs> like, I mean, this, this whole roommate montage in this one was so weird because she just takes like random polaroids of them i was like this is yeah, I mean, I and it helps out because obviously this is pre-internet but it just felt weird and it's so organized she like staples pictures to her applications and yeah like i don't know i um i personally thought she sh- should have gone with the fourth person who showed up who's um who in the credits is just referred to as perfect applicant um is and, she the blonde one yeah she's the blonde, blonde woman and it like says on her application like she was a law clerk and um i was like i mean come on she, yeah what the fuck she's going to pay rent on time like i mean she's 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 quiet she's she's very composed and immature she's going to like she's going to be a, a good roommate you don't want a friend you want a good roommate you know, yeah, like, I mean, she has a job. She's probably not going to care when you bang your fucking fiance next door. Yeah, and I mean, apparently are really loud. Um, <laughs> she's she's not going to care about that. I, I don't know. I um I, I I just I also had a soft spot in my heart for the uh butch biker chick. Yeah, the one who was like, "Are you good with tools? <laughs> I can yeah. fix this." I'm like, I wouldn't overlook her. She could fix everything that's wrong in the apartment. I mean, like, to be fair, I mean, you would not have to worry about security with her. In- <laughs> yeah, I think you'd so. be totally fine. <laughs> and I wrote, um, "Why are all the applicants so weird?" And then, okay, we meet Hetty. She seems normal at first. I wrote, who cares about the busted faucet when you live there? Because <laughs> like they like try to fix this busted faucet. And of course, like Allie's like, oh my God, it's spraying water everywhere. And all Hetty does is open the cabinet and just turn off the valve, which is like yeah. <laughs> not that hard. She's like, oh my God, thank you. It was spraying everywhere. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just use a wrench. I was like, bitch, get it fixed. <laughs> What are you doing? You you have pay. You have rent control. <laughs> like you like literally don't pay anything. You don't pay anything. What the fuck? Um, can we also just talk about Hedy's very did dowdy outfit that she wears? So dowdy. Is I that mean, the same dress that she puts on again at the end? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was gonna but say it's like so dowdy, but it's like so perfectly nineties too. That's just like so whoa. good. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty whoa. It's very much like blossom more that. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> like in in just a brighter color, but that silhouette of like that like shapeless dress. That's like yeah. long sleeve, like yeah, and of course her hair is just all like mousy, oh, and, and just like blah. She's like wearing the hat too, right? Or is that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think she's wearing the hat. Yeah, when she first meets her, and um, I wrote, "Yikes, she got the apartment." <laughs> yeah. So then she offers the apartment, and then she's like, "All right, let me give you a tour," and she takes her to the fucking basement. What the fuck is the basement of this building? I said, "This is a horror movie." Yeah. Like what the? How big? It's a city block. I know this thing is huge. But it's I, massive. I, um, on on the opposite side, I have to say, if you're a teenager living in this building, this would be a pretty cool place to ha- hang out. Like, yeah, hang out. It definitely feels very much like the basement in Sunnydale High in season seven of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but just bigger and like way taller ceilings. <laughs> yeah, 
and, and it, it's 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 like there's so many like twists and turns it's, it's, it's like amazing yeah it's um, a maze it's crazy um and then i was like okay so hetty's moved in and Allie just kind of tells hetty that like you need new clothes and you dress like shit <laughs> i wrote um does she buy hetty clothes they're like in the shop and then she kind of like picks out the same kind of outfits does she buy her clothes i don't how does hetty have money i don't well she doesn't get paid i think right yeah. don't her parents like send her checks no i was I like i don't think so because i thought that um she was separated or n- n- not separated, but they weren't, they weren't in contact. I don't know. No. Cause she goes to like a PO box to cash checks because oh. I think when they talk to the parents, when I think Allie gets a hold of the parents and then the parents call back and like, you hear them on the side and they're like, we're going to stop the checks. Oh, if you don't, sorry. if you don't come back and we promise no doctors this time. So I was like, they're still giving her money. They know she's gone from wherever she's from. Oh, okay. Okay. So I guess they just don't want her to like starve. I don't know why they would like keep giving her money, but I guess they're assuming like she's staying somewhere. She's taking care of it. Like yeah. that's how I guess how you would give money to people back in the day. Cause yeah. you don't have like a debit card. You can't just transfer money. You just do like Western Union to like a PO box. These and then like, you just the, get it. The like nineties like solution to modern day problems now were so complicated. So complicated, <laughs> like Western Union PO boxes, uh, like telegrams way back in the day. I know. Fucking uh, voicemails. <laughs> calling the fucking weird computer shit that mo- i love like i have as highlighted it was as one of my scenes is when they plug in the, the computer to the phone line oh, yeah. and they're like yeah just plug it in there just plug it in the modem and it's like Boop! and you hear the like click and then you hear them like and then she's like on the internet and it's like so basic and i was like damn this is 92 this is like real <laughs> basic this is like dos yeah <laughs> this is like ms dos <laughs> internet this is like yeah. super it's kind of crazy um and then i wrote just head Eddie work question mark <laughs> yeah cause, um because i thought there was that shot of her um like of ali calling her later in the movie where she, i guess she works in a bookstore or something yeah mm-hmm. but, that's what i thought right um but um i was a little unclear if like she had just arrived in new york um or if she'd been there for a while um she had suitcases right yeah and um also i was impressed she was able to pack her entire life into like basically like three suitcases well, like, later on, she does mention that this happened in Tampa. Oh, you're right. So I don't know if she's just come from Tampa, like on the lamb on the bus. Oh, yeah. Or if she's actually moved and done this to someone else in the city, and this is like her second time. I don't know because we don't know where she's from. The only thing I would say that'd be really good is that if we actually talked to someone outside of the parents, but actually someone who was friends with her or knew her, got in contact with Allie. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be good if there was a point in the story where she like tracks down someone who knew her, and then that person can explain like what she did before or like the person in tampa contacted her like that it would be really cool if we like found out and like oh my god she did this to me like she did x y and z she did this she did that like Mm -hmm. that would be really cool yeah about that kind of like um i guess piece to the puzzle yeah um let's see so then this is why ali is like not sympathetic at all ali goes fucking snooping Mm -hmm. in stuff in her closet finds that box that like uh what do you call it like the shoe box yeah and it has all this stuff on it and then she she also like tries on her perfume and like puts up her earrings and i was like what is she doing and then of course she sees that her twin oh uh, i guess hetty 
says that like I think Hetty comes in, she like sees her at the door, her like putting on her earrings and like her her uh perfume. Yeah. And she's like, Hey. And then, and then she's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I was just I was like, you were just what, bitch? What were you just? Like, oh, you were yeah. in her room. Well, I guess there's that whole like I guess there's that whole bonding thing they do where they kind of like find this lamp in the in the garbage can. Oh, and, that's like, right, they, yeah. Store it. And I guess Allie like gets her new lampshade kind of as like sort of a housewarming gift or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still, you know, I mean, it is your apartment, but you know, part- but like, why are you snooping in that room? I mean, it d- does not make you look good. I mean- no, it definitely doesn't. And then Hetty's just like, yeah, like I had a twin who was stillborn. And then she's like, you know, I was supposed to be a twin. Like, you know, so I always feel like a part of me is missing. I was like, Oh geez, here we go. Oh God. Um, <laughs> have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a twin? Yeah, totally. Have you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, everyone probably has, if you're not one. I went to like, went to like grade school with um, two twin, twin girls. Um, mm-hmm. and identical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. And, they um, they didn't really talk to people like that weren't themselves. So oh, really, yeah. So um, you know, it, 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 I mean, I, I guess it's just sort of a shyness thing, but it was it's so weird because they just kind of like, I don't know, like it's it was it, it was um, I mean, I, I guess if you basically have an, an a like identical clone by your side for your entire life, you don't really need need anyone else. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's really. Yeah, I can never imagine. Um, yeah, but um, it's sort of weird to imagine like someone who looks just like you and like is the complete opposite of like your personality. Like it's just I don't know. Like can you imagine a like version of yourself who was like into I don't know like complete opposite stuff. Yeah, like you know who like loved Julia Roberts and oh. like <laughs> you know. I like, don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I could be friends with a version of myself that liked Julia Roberts. <laughs> All right, a newsflash, people. I am not a fan, <laughs> nor am I a fan of. I, there's a whole list. I was talking to Jai about this this morning, and she was like, "You just like so many people, like so many actors." I was like, "I don't just like them as people. I just really think they're overrated actors." <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> has people like that. You just maybe don't admit it or think about it, but I definitely have a long list of people who I'm just like, "Meh, they don't yeah. move me." They just don't move me, you know, to do anything or to feel anything. Um, um, I feel like that about Wes Anderson. Um, we can't even talk about Wes Anderson. He's so fucking uh, I just don't, I don't get why people like him. Like, I don't either. And please don't send any messages about how he's like the most amazing, quirky, eccentric director. I don't like it. I'm not going to get it. I don't want to get it. And I don't know. It's, it's just weird because like, like my, like my, my, like, family used to like drag me to like all these movies and like most of them I liked but like for some reason I had to go see the Royal Ten Bombs when I was like in still in high school and it was just like the worst experience I didn't enjoy the movie I didn't want to be there I didn't care about what happened to the characters I just wanted them all to die so I could go home like <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about like anything that I want that Wes Anderson has on they're just like oh it's so cute and quirky I was like it's pastel that's what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not rocket science, people. He lives inside like a Polly Pocket heart. <laughs> like that's what it's a male Polly Pocket fantasy. That's 
essentially what Wes Anderson is. Like, have, it's just crazy. Have you seen that weird gif of him at the Oscars with his weird clap? Is that that weird clap? You yeah. Know? It's just like, That's it's why so, you haven't won, motherfucker. It's so fucking creepy. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't... Has has he... He's never won Best Director. Um, that. No, I don't think he personally has won any awards. I think that um, the Grand Budapest Hotel won a bunch of, like, technical awards when it... Oh, okay. Out, like, screenplay? Has he won any, like, adapted screenplay um, or, like, original screenplay? I don't believe so. Um, and, uh, I know. Ha! Ha! <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, moving on to the story. Uh, so, now, yeah, it's so weird that Allie's snooping. And the next thing you know, Allie's just, like, she walks into the apartment and, like, Hetty's bought a dog. <laughs> buddy and <laughs> buddy yeah buy the dog buddy but it's so weird that she bought one she has that receipt and said it was like four hundred dollars and she throws in the trash i was like where is she getting four hundred dollars from that's know. a lot that's a lot of money but she buys this adorable little dog and Allie's just like oh god she's like you have better be able to take it back <laughs> like you can't have this here and she's like oh well i'll make you like i'll make you get obsessed with this dog and then she like watches her become attached to this dog yet when she's alone she fucking kicks it i know like she literally like it comes around i was like this is terrible i was like i can't believe she's kicking this fucking dog um i i didn't like when she kicked the dog but i did relate to her in that scene when she was like rage eating haagen ice cream i know sitting at the table (laughs) like yeah i know when she was like literally almost like robotically eating it (laughs) she was just like putting it up taking it down putting it up i was like oh my god i i kind of feel like that was like a mirror image of, of myself during well during like our last election night so oh fuck <laughs> i don't even know what i'm gonna do this time i don't i don't either i i i, I think you're telling me you weren't going going to watch and i think i'm probably gonna do the same thing yeah i don't know that i can uh, everybody out there in the u.s like even if you're out of the country and you're still a u.s citizen like fucking vote mm-hmm. and like get vote get registered now check your status now um because yeah i don't know what they're gonna do so just check your status to make sure you're registered because this is like really no joke right now yeah um and then i have oh yeah okay so then she gets the dog obviously hetty's watching her get attached then they have this i wrote they're in this essentially like non-sexual like relationship that weird montage where they're like with the dog and like family portrait let's take a polaroid we're watching like old movies and like running around we've got this amazing dog and then she's like cat sitting for graham Allie is and she's like got his keys and then i wrote Allie's always shopping yeah she like comes home and sam is there and he's like huh hey and then uh Hedy's just like, Yeah, I was trying to tell you that like he was here, but like if if you want me to stay, I'll stay. Or if you, you know, if you want to talk to him. And she's like, No, that's okay, you can go. So then she stays and they get fucking back together. Yeah. And she, of course, when Hetty first rents the place, which is really interesting and totally a valid question, she's like, Hey, I just want to make sure like it's over between you and that guy. Because, like, I'm not trying to move in somewhere and then I'm out on the street because you get back with him. Well, guess what? That's totally what fucking happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and it's I mean, totally valid for her to ask that. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's just a montage that, like, I wrote, oh, my God. That's when Hetty kicks the dog. When, like, yeah. she finds they go back out. They, like, go out somewhere. And that's why she's, like, rage eating the hog and like, <laughs> and kick the dog. And then they do, like, a montage of, like, her banging Sam all over the fucking place. And now we see that she's engaged. Yeah, and she's got that ring on, and I was like, "Is he divorced?" 
Like, <laughs> I don't even know if he's divorced. I wrote, um, and then Allie has like been out with him wherever she is, and then she comes home, and Hetty's like sitting there in the dark, and that's when she like freaks out. <laughs> She's like, "Where the fuck have you been?" <laughs> She's like, I was just out with Sam and, you know, we were just hanging out. And she's like, you know what? This is New York City. You know, you could be anywhere. I haven't heard from you for two days. And she's like, "Um, I'm sorry. I feel like this is in high school. I feel like we're in high school. This is so weird. She's like, you know, you're always going to get someone, your looks, your amazing personality. I was never going to get anyone. And I was like, oh, my God. She's like, she's totally spiraled now. Like, this is super weird. Then I was like, okay, so. Allie is always working all the time, which is super weird that she needs all this money, but she's like constantly working. Mm-hmm. Then I wrote, so wait, where does some Sam live? So <laughs> I guess he's staying in that hotel or something. But then he also lives in Allie's place. So like, why doesn't Allie just go over to his hotel and bang him? I, well, I don't get it. Well, I think she does. Cause no, uh, Hetty does. Oh yeah. No, but I, I thought it showed a scene of them like in the hotel. Of like Allie and Sam in the hotel room. Oh, maybe. Or but she I, doesn't go there as like it's still not his apartment. Where's all his shit? I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I guess he's in between places because <laughs> you know. I know we're thinking way too much about this, but she's like. And then I also wrote the next. The next scene is that um, Allie has like no furniture. Yeah, in this no. whole apartment. Well, she has her mattress on the floor, which something wrong with that. But like, well, it's just feels like she would have like this grand bed and well that's why i'm thinking her old work partner used to live with her because and then took all the furniture you yeah, think yeah um but you think it was like a family apartment like rent control is a whole episode here yeah like you don't I mean, just get a rent controlled apartment that's like that like yeah. it has to be someone's family i know right like and and i, I mean it, this is obviously not this these are other things to get mad at but carrie bradshaw's apartment in sex and sea was rent control too and like yeah we paid nothing for it and it's it, that's also like a great tv apartment like i mean yeah it's I just, small but it's so great i don't get how these things happen to horrible people <laughs> like right and same yeah. with friends you want to get me started about friends i know right god awful show but like but the fucking apartment was like the most unrealistic thing i've ever seen and anyone who lives in new york will tell you the same thing yeah like it's just insane um and then oh then we get that weird scene of like fucking Allie waking up and like oh sam is there sam's in Allie's bed and she sees like um what's her name hetty like masturbating at night yeah and um, (laughs) totally okay hetty hears something and then she totally like and i think she hears the dog and then she totally like opens the door and of course i was like you know she heard you because how did she get the dog back in the place (laughs) and how did she get back in the bed to pretend she was sleeping and the dog's not running around like awake i mean i don't know um was pretty disturbing yeah i was like oh you ever had do you have any embarrassing roommate sex stories i do i okay when i was 18 and i'd just gone to college i went two weeks before for like an intensive writing program because they were like okay you got in but you got to take this intensive because i was like pretty like weak in english class right yeah so i took this like two week intensive and I had 
certain roommates during that time. And then when the school year started, like they stayed my roommate until we got like placed to other places. Mm-hmm. So I had this roommate and I like won't say her name, but I had this roommate that I lived, uh, lived with. And she was, I guess the first person I'd ever lived with, like outside of high school, like, you know, like on my own or whatever. And she was like super prissy. She had, I remember when her and her mom came to set up her room and they had like matching everything. Like she had a matching little like pink rug outside of her bed. Her bed was like, her bed had everything matching. Like she had a a bed skirt. She had like a big, like big fancy pillows, shams, like the whole nine. And mine was just basic like target sheets and like a blanket. (laughs) Cause I was like, I don't know people will steal my shit. Like, I don't know what college is like. It's just probably crazy. Anyway, she was super prissy and we didn't like, we didn't knock it along, but we were just really different people, but it was fine. And then, one time she was like, hey, like, you know, I might want to have this guy over, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like, I'll totally leave. And one of my other friends has, like, a, a living room in their suite. So I'll just go stay on the couch or whatever. And she's like, okay, cool. So I did that one time. All right. So one time I was like, I went to bed super early and I woke up and she was fucking having sex with this dude in the, same, in the same room as me. Ew, God. Yeah, and I woke up through, like... And I woke up because of everyone knows that fucking awful sound. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh! and I like ran out and just like went down to like the hall, like the main hall uh, lounge, like in the lobby and just sat there. Yeah. And I waited for a while and I was like, oh God, I hope. And then I called my friend and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I got I got to hide out. It was like four in the morning and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, I got to hide out. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was pretty bad. I also was supposed to go to one of my my guy friends' places in uh in in college, and he was like, "Oh yeah, come by after your class or whatever." Like, I'll leave my like my door open, and I w- totally walked in on him jerking off. That was kind of <laughs> super awkward, um, but also like really funny at the same time because yeah. it was like back in the day when guys had like magazines. <laughs> this is how fucking old I feel. It was like maybe almost twenty years ago. Now it was like early two thousand. But yeah, it was just like really funny, and I was just like. And I think I like waited a little, <laughs> like I didn't immediately like open door and then shut it as far. Like, I don't think I made a full walk in. I definitely didn't full walk in and close the door. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't well, like that. But I don't well, like well, walked it's, in. It's, and... Well, it's, it's weird because when stuff happens like that happens to you, you're, you're like in shock and it takes a yeah. while for like, your brain to catch up with what's going on. So like, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, you know, you're, so you're just come, kind of like, you know, system processing. Okay, yeah. I need to get out of here. Wait, back <laughs> up fast. Yeah, not fully fast out. And then, it, and then it was so funny because I was like, oh, I was like in the hallway. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. He was like, that's all right. Can you give me like two minutes? <laughs> like, okay. And I was like, and I was in the hallway, and I remember like some people that I knew were in the hallway, and like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, he's he's in there, and they're like, oh, okay. Like they, I was like, oh, normal. That <laughs> they do this all the time. Oh god! I mean, it's like hor- horrible to walk in on someone, but then to have, have to explain it to other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's pretty weird. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have any horrible uh, sex stories? Um, Roommate stories? So when I was in boarding school, I had Ooh, here we go. Strap in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in boarding school, I had a roommate who would like violently m- masturbate. And Wait, really? I'm not gonna say the name, but is this the one I'm thinking of that later got in trouble? Um, no, that was it was the one before the one here. 
Oh, okay, okay. But um, like it was weird because like you know, you I got like dropped off at boarding school. My anxiety is like through the roof. You know, I'm like yeah. I'm like mad at my parents. I was like, why am why am I here? I don't I don't understand. And um, then I like wake up and it sounds like someone is like kneading dough and like Ew. it just sounded like Ew. <laughs> Ew. what was that um i mean I, I, it just means he it just means he was jerking off super hard but like oh, and, and, and and you know the thing is had he been attractive it probably wouldn't have bothered me that much <laughs> but like um I don't know. I just feel like all male boarding schools are like some form of gay porn. Yeah. Like I feel like at any moment, like like that movie School Ties, which is also really good, that has like what Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, I think like Ben Affleck's in there, like Chris O'Donnell. I was like, this is very close to just being a gay porn. Yeah. Like very close. Well, the thing the thing is is like he actually out of the two roommates I had during that year, he actually turned out to be the best. <laughs> so because um oh. because I because he got switched out with like someone else and who was just absolutely awful. And he like later gave me his like um he I like later looked him up on Facebook like maybe th- like maybe, maybe a while ago, and it said, "Hey, if you need me, I'm going to be in like I'm, I'm going to be spending the next three years at this prison in Florida for armed robbery." And, oh my god! And like my first thought was, why would anyone need you? <laughs> Yo, who's leaving like an away message on your fucking Facebook? <laughs> Being like, hey, sorry, I'm away. I would be away for three years if you need me. Like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> if I need you, like, why? Like, how would I write you on Facebook? I, like, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna write you in prison. I, I don't. I, I, I just can't I, do this. <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> Oh god. Okay, so after that incredible awkward exchange, uh, I think like that night, Allie's like been given like sleeping pills. Yeah, and, and she like and um, Hetty's kind of like trying to flirt with Sam too, which is not the last time she does that. But she literally is just like, oh hey. And then I think she gives uh, Allie a sleeping pill because Allie like wakes up like all groggy. I think mm-hmm. she sees that Sam and and Hetty are like having oh, breakfast. Was this after? Um, was this after that that horrible thing happened to to the dog? No, the dog's about to happen. Okay, okay, okay. Um, because after breakfast they leave, and the dog like stands at the door when when Hetty or no when Allie and Sam leave, and the dog's like whining at the door, and he's yeah. like, "Come here, dog, come here, like come here," and like the dog like does not like her, like just yeah. because obviously she's kicking the dog, she's acting super crazy, and then. That's when Allie comes back and the dog is like at the she like oh, hears and the, and the so dog around, and the dog dies and has been thrown out of the window. Yeah, I think it's probably thrown right. The dog didn't jump out there. Like she threw it out. Yeah, and then she sabotaged it. And then she said that like the railing that Sam was supposed to fix, like he fucked up. Yeah, the dog got out. So yeah. Oh, poor buddy. Oh, so oh, so sad. And then I said, like, then there's like no turning back. Allie's all upset. Actually, the sleeping pills are not in yet. I I miss misspoke. Oh, okay. Um, Hetty is all like super. She's like, oh no, like oh my god, like this is you know so terrible. And then that's when she gives Allie the sleeping pills, right? Because she's like, oh, you're feeling really upset. Blah blah blah. Um. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like I'm just trying to think of like a possible scenario of of like 
this happening and then her just being like, oh, here, hold on. Like, take these sleeping pills. You'll feel way better. Then she proceeds to, like, go to Sam and, like, she's all crying and upset. And <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes was when he, like, totally rebuffs her and Hetty's, like, grabbing his arm and he's, like, slowly closing the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, on her, like, okay, bye. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm so sad. And he's just like, no. Yeah, he just goes like, no. No. I, 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 I okay, I'm, I'm, Okay, no. Okay, no. <laughs> and then I wrote, oh, the sleeping pills. Oh, God. Allie goes to, like, a party, an after party, to sell her new software with Steven Toblowski, who's, like, in fucking everything. Oh, yeah. He's in, like... <laughs> well, I know him as as uh, as Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's Ned? really in everything. Ned Ryerson? <laughs> then he punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's another good one, too. Another good movie, too. Um, I know him in, like, he's in Californication. He's in Silicon Valley. Uh, he's in a lot. He's in, like, oh, what, show One Day at a Time that, like, one oh, of my okay. friends watches. Like, it's, it's really crazy. But he's the, the guy that Allison's, like, selling her software to. Yeah. And then he hits on her. And, like, she's like, well... I just want his contacts. <laughs> so like, I'll just do whatever I can because I don't care about the money. He just has all these contacts in like this, whatever fashion software world. I mean, and I was like, but he literally assaults her and like, open pulls his dick out. <laughs> she like kicks him. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to say for like, for, um, I have to say this like assault scene was like, was like really scary. It was like, really scary when he has like his hand on her dress. Yeah. And I was like, what the it, fuck, dude? It, it just got really violent. Like, I mean, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, um, I don't know. It, it just, I, I, for some reason, I, I like this scene probably bothered me more than like anything else that happened in the movie. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just scary, but yeah. Um, let's see. So after that, yeah, she kicks him in the dick. And then yeah. she's like, Hetty's like, come on, let's go to the hair salon. We'll feel way better. And here's. Oh, the- well, well, we do have, have that awesome scene where she comes home and like, you know, H- H- Hetty is basically like consoling her. And like, she, um, she like calls him up and she like, um, or she, she looks him up in, um, or she takes Allie's like address book. Oh yeah. And she, she, she like calls him up and he's like, if you, if, if you tr- bad trust, bad, bad mapping, I'm going to fuck you up. Or something. <laughs> no. That's right. And then she, she like hangs up and Allie looks at her like, what the fuck? And Hetty's like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That's right. And then they go to the hair salon. She's like, I want to cheer you up. Let's go to the hair salon. And then I was like, oh my god, the transformation. Yeah. Okay. She so, um oh so um so um so like I think I talked about this before, but Bravo has this like countdown of like the one hundred scariest scenes in, in movies. And mm-hmm. like this like hair this this like hair like transformation scene I think was number fifty six. Oh shit. That's yeah. pretty high. Yeah. I think the name I have that written down for the possible quotes for the name of the episode is "You've got to be kidding." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one because <laughs> it's like that totally captures like what she says right when she sees her. Okay, everyone, brace yourself. Hetty is now Allie. Yeah, <laughs> she literally looks exactly like her. Has this awful carrot red hair, fucking weird mushroom bowl cut. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. And then I wrote, "Oh my god, the transformation reminds me of one of the America's Next Top Model Trump makeovers. Who is your favorite <laughs> top model makeover?" Oh gosh. Um. <clears throat> if you can think of one. Uh, I I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to say Shandy. 
from season oh, two. Oh, good or, one. Yeah, from season yeah. two? Yeah, or I, season two. I guess it was a cycle. Cycle two. <clears throat> yeah, this is um, true, yeah. Um, oh, um, I, I also I also love Allison, Allison Harvard. Allison from, Harvard forever. Yeah, from Cycle 12, I think. Oh, God, she's so perfect. Oh the God. fact that she didn't win is, like, it blasts for me. Oh, my God, what drives me crazy is that they brought her back for All-Stars when she yeah. was second again. And she then, totally should have won, and they took the crown away from, what, Angeli? Yeah, and they didn't give it to her. They, they gave it to Lisa. Lisa. Like, and it's like, what is... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is just a trash show. Yeah, like, it, well, it always was, and it really solidified it being super mm-hmm. trash. I was just like, no. Um, okay, so then we find out, okay, she's gotten the uh, makeover, and then she's like, she's, I think Allie is like, oh, I think she's taking a shower. Hetty's like, I'm taking a shower with my new hair. Yeah. And then Allie goes again and finds the box and investigates in her room and finds out that her twin drowned at age nine and was not stillborn, like yeah. she originally said. This scene was, like, so intense. Like, it really, like, the tension was building up because you were like, oh, my God, she's going to catch her. Yeah. And she's then, totally going to catch her, and it's going to be nuts. And then, like, there's, this, there's like, a scene where, like, um, where, like, her and Sam are talking, and, like, he said, didn't you get the keys to the apartment? I, like, sent them w- with a letter and like Ali's like I didn't get your letter Sam mm-hmm. and um then she like finds it in like Hetty's box and mm-hmm. I was like oh god and she reads it and mm-hmm. then she's like oh my god and then she hears Hetty coming and she like tries to like crumple it up throw it back in the box put it back in the closet and then she and then she like gets out of the room and then she sees that Hetty's leaving and she's like wearing this like fancy outfit like all you know like looks like her and then she goes and follows her i was like oh i love a good taxi chase oh yeah. like yeah. don't lose her i'm trying to catch yeah. her so she like she gets in the the cab and then she follows her into like an s&m club uh-huh. um and and then she like sees that she's at this bar like saying her name is Allie. Yeah, and she's like at, and she like talks to the bartender as if like she's a regular, and she's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, what do you want, Al? And she's like, two, whatever, like whatever my drink is. And she's like sitting with some dude. I was like, maybe she finesses dudes for money. Yeah, maybe. And like that's how she gets money because she doesn't really work. I don't think that bookstore was weird because I thought she was just using the bookstore's phone. Because some random woman like came up to her and she was just on the phone like calling and then she's like they're like where are the biographies she's like I'm over there by the wall like I thought she was just kidding and she was just like grabbing the phone and like calling yeah because she like needed a phone but I didn't know if she like actually worked there because they never show her again um, oh, then yeah, maybe yeah and then so she sees Hetty at this group and she like at this like sex club she runs out goes to Graham's apartment and then she's just like oh my god she's crazy she's cut her hair like me literally saying everything that we've already known. Okay, so we were talking about oh yeah, so Allie has seen Hetty at this weird S and M club, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, oh my god, she goes back home and goes up to Graham's apartment, and then she's telling him like all the crazy stuff that she's done, and like she's cut her hair like her, and she's just and Graham's just like get rid of her, yeah, <laughs> gotta get rid of her, and not to mention this whole time Allie's engaged, yeah. and she's supposed to tell Hetty like look, we need the apartment. Like, we're yeah. gonna, like, she's, so she's gonna try to kick her out. But Graham is, like, she needs to get help. Like, you know, like, it's crazy. In the meantime, Hetty has come back home, knows that Allie's not there, and hears through the vents. 
because ha we can hear through the vents people oh that oh that um that foreshadowing paid off right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank god we know how she heard <laughs> because now she's like fuck this she goes up into his apartment how does she get in i thought she um I oh, the that- keys yeah, yeah, I thought she takes Allie's keys or something. Oh, okay, yeah, I know that uh, Allie was supposed to be cat-sitting, but I guess he's home now? Yeah. And she, yeah, she, like, has the keys, so she goes up, she's, like, sneakily around in there, and then she gets into this, like, giant, okay, she leaves, like, uh, Allie leaves, goes back, and then throughout this whole time, uh, Hetty, like, comes out of the shadows and fucking beats Graham with the security lock. I know that made me so, so so sad. I know I was like, oh no, and totally just leaves him. And I was like, fucking shit, man. It, we'll get back to Graham later. Yeah. Uh, Allie is back home, and then Hetty comes in, and then she's just like, uh, you know, I really want to make sure that. And then she, this is when she tells her, like, yo, we're gonna need the apartment. Like, we mm. we need to do all this stuff. And then she's like, look, um, you know we're going to need this place. And Hetty's just like, you're so weak, Allie. You know, he's going to cheat again. That's what he does. He totally cheats. And then, um, I mean, it reminds me of, uh, Nancy in the craft. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she's like, because he's weak. I mean, I mean, funny. to be fair, a man who cheats once will probably cheat again. So it's most not, likely it's not that far fetched, but you know. And Allie, are you the other woman or no? I mean, <laughs> like, we. I mean, what's... I mean, we don't really get get the ex wife's perspective in, in this movie, but I kind of feel like Allie's the bad guy. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like she might be the the temptress, the yeah. mistress, the the homewrecker. <laughs> <laughs> of the situation um and then ellen's and then of course before ali's come or before hattie's come down ali's like called and found out the parents number yeah and like yeah. The parents like call and like and like hattie comes back in and she answers the phone and it's like oh no this is when she's talking to them at first she's like like the parents are talking to ali and they're like oh my god like tell her to come home like no doctors this time mm-hmm so I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like something that's happened before, like clearly, and then, um, and then she says, and <laughs> she says, then I'm like, wait, so Sam, Sam has just gotten back into town. He was gone for a while, and he calls, and he's like, hey, is Allie there? Like, I'm tell her I'm in, and Hetty's like, no, but you know, she'll come get you, whatever. She's, she's asleep. It's like two in the morning. And she's like, do you want me to tell her to like call you? And he's like, no, just tell her to surprise me. I was like, oh shit. Ooh, okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, and I was like, all right, Hetty goes dressed as Allie. And <laughs> like, oh, like it's such a weird situation. I, I always remembered this scene differently, but then I, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "This is really weird." <laughs> like, I mean, I I have to say, I I do I do love that silver coat she's wearing. Oh, the silver trench. Yeah, I wrote yeah. that in my fashion notes. And, and she had it on one time, and then she and then I I remember like when one of the first times it was so funny when Hetty's like walking with Allie and she's like, "How do you know how to dress? Like, you're just so New York." <laughs> <laughs> and she's moved there too because I think she talks to Graham like, "I don't know, maybe." I should just move back like maybe oh. i don't belong here like maybe i sh- couldn't make it here and she's like maybe i should just move back and that's when graham's like no you've got to go after this like you really want it i was like bitch you have a rent-controlled apartment why the <laughs> fuck are you going anywhere i mean it, i mean having a place to 
live in New York, like a stable place probably solves about 80% of your problem. I was going to say it's like, literally 80% of the fight. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's really insane. And then I wrote, yeah. And then I was like, Sam and Hetty. I love this conversation between Sam and Hetty in the hotel. Like after he finds out that uh, he's getting a blowjob from Hetty, not Allie. Yeah. Um, and then she essentially like forces him to finish. It's <laughs> really funny that he doesn't like jump up and go like, ah, oh, oh my god, you're the fucking crazy ass roommate. But I don't think he knows how crazy she is because he hasn't seen the hair yet. Yeah. So now he knows she's fucking crazy. And then that's when Hetty's like, no, Allie needs me. We're like everything to each other. Blah blah blah. Like if you don't fucking break up with her and tell her you're gone back to your ex wife, I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna yeah. tell her everything we did. And he's like, you know what? You don't have to even do that because. I'm going to tell her. And then yeah. as soon as he turns around to go to the door, she fucking throws her heel and lands straight <laughs> in his eye. Yeah. And like, bam. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Um, wow. I wrote, this is insane. So then she's back, and the next time, she's back in the apartment, and the next time we see Hetty, she's, like, furiously cleaning, scrubbing prints <laughs> all over the fucking apartment. She's like, I'm moving out. I'm moving out today. <laughs> and then Allie's like, what? You're moving out today? She's like, yeah, I'm moving out today. And she, like, goes and takes all of her stuff. I'm going to leave my stuff in the storage cage, you know, just so I won't bother you guys. So, you know, I'm going to go downstairs. And then, of course, like, when she sees that weird dress floating in the in the tub or in the sink with all the blood on it, she's like, yeah, my... my my time of the month always comes when I have something nice on too. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is too much. And of course, Allie sees like the floor and she sees one of the heels has like a blood residue. Yeah. Well, on she, it. well, well she, I guess she finds out that she's making that smoothie and she overhears the story on, on the news. Yeah. And then she like puts, then she sees the heel and puts like two and two together. Cause she calls the hotel and asks for Sam's room. And the guy's just like, I'm sorry, there's been a terrible accident. Terrible, terrible ter- accident. Terrible. And I wrote, um, yeah, Hetty tells Allie, like, yeah, I killed Sam. Apparently he was like forcing me to like like uh give him oral or whatever, and then he found out and like she got into a struggle, and that's her reasoning. But she's like, No, he was gonna cheat. I told you he was gonna cheat. I told you. I was like, Oh my god. And she's like, I was like, now she's planning to be her in order to save her, all to kidnap her. Flashback, I wrote just like Kelly in 90210. <laughs> <laughs> when Kelly Taylor had that stalker who was like trying to kill her to be her to kidnap her. I mean Oh God, I I nine or two and I was just awesome. <laughs> I was watching Snowbound or Snow Driven or whatever the fuck it was the other day. It's a great episode where Kelly's just like off the rails, literally, oh, it, no pun intended, it, off no problem. Is that like during her cocaine phase? Yeah, with Colin. The oh my god, that that is like the best title ever. Um, yeah, I think it's like I, Snowbound or oh, like okay. Snow <laughs> Snow Drive. It's something like that. I also love the episode called Euphoria where like that girl who Brandon is dating basically drugs his drink and like makes him like tricks him into taking like a drug called Euphoria. Which is like <laughs> ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird because Brandon was so much more likable on drugs than he, he really was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he definitely was but yeah and also that weird plot twist in like season one and two when like david put meth in his orange juice <laughs> to like stay up um, i was like what is happening here oh yeah and then one more episode that always sticks with, 
sticks with me is when Brenda is like um is like um behind the counter at the diner after hours and that guy comes in and like robs oh, the place. Oh yeah, that one was scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one of those like tension episodes where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, something crazy is about to happen. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, so after Kelly and Nano210's mm-hmm. weird note that I have there, I was like, uh drags her to Graham's apartment and then She's like holed up in there in that apartment, and then like she's got the keys, and no one's gonna be looking. Hetty's hair dies back to brown, and then one of my favorite scenes is like Hetty's dying her hair. She's like, I can't be you anymore. I've got to be myself. And then she comes out, and she's like talking to her like they're friends, and you just see Allie like tied up in this chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my, oh my god, the, the expression on Allie's face is like priceless. Like, like all of us. <laughs> it's like all of us. We're just like, what the fuck? And then she's wrote, and I wrote, she's Allie's all tied up. Hetty goes cashing checks with the PO box people. The mm-hmm. PO box people call her by her real name. This is Miss Pesh. Yeah. Um, then I wrote, Allie tries to get out, plays that music really loud. <laughs> and then she mentions, Hetty also mentions the same thing happened in Tampa. That oh, she's like, right. she's like taken someone else's shit. And she's like, it's really hard to like, you know, do this and like come back. And that's when she like grabs a knife. Yeah. Like from the kitchen and she like walks out and then Allie tries to manipulate her into like not hurting her. She's like, we'll be together. It's okay. Like, don't worry about it. We'll stay together. And then yeah. she's like, all right, we'll, we'll book, we'll book flights. We'll, we'll get out of here. And then they hook up the modem to the fucking phone line computer. And then she, she goes and like tries to book this stuff. And then she clicks off to like nine one one fucking trying to type out like yeah. help. I'm in this area. I'm in this apartment. Doesn't get there. Fucking yeah. Hetty walks in, of course, totally grabs, yeah. grabs her. Seeing like 1992, that 1992, like Mac processor was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it was I was so like, basic. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so like basic. I was like, Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) It was before color. Like that shit was just like a fucking a gray and black dot like dot screen. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Um, I wrote, uh, yeah, they hook up the modem to the computer. Mitch comes in because she's now rigged the security feature that when you don't pay her, all of your files go away. So the one that, that, that essentially assaulted her is coming to her apartment to find, to like, probably fucking assault her again because she's yeah. like hasn't pay, he hasn't paid and he and he finds he sees uh what's her name hetty like she went and grabbed like a suitcase because i don't know what the fuck she's gonna do put her body in the suitcase mm-hmm. she grabs and she he sees her suitcase and he's like do you know Allie? oh i think you know someone but you have her suitcase and then he barges his way and locks her out for a second we almost think that they're gonna be okay yeah, um, and I, I do I, I do love that scene when he walks in and she sees Allie like on the floor basically all tied up and he takes the tape off her mouth and she's able to get out. You gotta help me. She's crazy. And mm-hmm. um, then um, and 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 then he, and it, it's so weird because like this is a guy who like he like tried to rape her. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I it's, it's just it's just weird that I mean, I, I guess it didn't really end too well for him. But I wrote um, a nine a very nineties fight ensued is what I wrote. Yeah. And then I wrote she shoots Mitch mafia style with a pillow as a silencer. <laughs> like what? She's literally over him pulling like a John Wick, like putting a pillow down and like an assassin just shooting him to muffle the sound and like bam. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and then Hetty just says like 
Uh, she just kind of is like, I'm suicidal. You know, like, I don't want to be anyone. It's really sad. Like, it's really, this really is like a, just a terrible tale of like a bad mental health problem that yeah. clearly she's run away and her family is like, I guess, trying to get in contact with her, but she blames herself for her twin's death mm-hmm. and she's just never gotten over it. So I think she's always trying to recreate like another identity, like as her, t- she's trying to create a twin again. Yeah. Like, you know, she's trying to like form that bond again. And then she says that her twin used her and left her and like used what she wanted from her. And like, she was always the one who had to be like the, like overcompensate. Cause the other one was just so like, everyone loved her. I mean, she, I mean, her twin was also nine. So yeah, I was going to say uh, you were <laughs> 16. Like, yeah. I don't know what deep problems happened, but clearly it was insane. And then I wrote the best part, the fucking elevator fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, was so badass. So like, badass. So gnarly. They get this insane fight. And like, because obviously, uh, Allie is not willing to commit suicide for Hetty to like, so she's like run out and they have, and then they like literally Hetty chokes Allie out. In this, in this elevator. I'm so surprised that she didn't die. Yeah. But I guess she was passed up for just enough time. And Allie, like, is left for dead in the hallway of this fucking dark-ass basement. Well, well, she, she also gets shot, too. Like, oh, yeah, in the she, shoulder. Like, when she's trying to make it from the apartment to, to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Things are getting pretty serious. Things are getting intense. Hetty has gone into a storage closet and grabbed like a hook from I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. And she's like fucking walking around like, like Allie, come out. Like, where are you? I was like, fucking shit, man. Yeah, and the- then there's this cat and mouse chase. Just this yeah. insane cat and mouse chase. And then Allie grabs that fucking screwdriver and, and- stabs her like, right in the middle of the back. From I the know. top. Was- from, like upside down. She's like She's really like set a good trap. She put like part of her shirt outside that armoire and then she was yeah. like on top of it. So when she grabs it and tries to lunge, she's like on top and then she stabs her in the back and she gets her right where you can't like pull it out. Yeah. But yeah. then she pulls it out and just starts like fucking <laughs> stabs her again. Her, like stab her multiple times. And then I was like, oh, I was like, well, it really sucks that they couldn't just get her help. Like, yeah. I mean, because granted, yeah, she had tried to kill her with the gun and everything, but like, it just sucks that they couldn't have sedated her, you know? Yeah. And just gotten her help. And then at the end, my final note was, so she gave up that apartment in the end? <laughs> I know. And she had to move into the one that like, that like, um, you know, that like she went to go look at with, uh, with, with Sam. That's like, yeah. you know, like, you know, half the size for twice the rent. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my final note. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying for a rent controlled apartment, I would probably learn to get get over it but you know that's just me yeah i, <laughs> I mean, would just paint it and maybe redo it i mean yeah i mean <laughs> you, totally you, could, you could just like you know just you don't have to worry about rent you could probably like you know you probably like feng shui the shit out of that place hell yeah like i mean i don't know i'm this, this keeps us going into the uh we finished the plot points and now we're into like the theme and the mood and the location which is all this goddamn apartment yeah so yeah. um I love the floors. Mm-hmm. I love the giant windows. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, I love, um, yeah, I do too. I, um, I also love how like, how like there's a door to how like, how like when you're in, in the foyer, like there's, it's basically like kind of a circle and there's like, you know, like you can basically like close the door off to each of the rooms. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just such a great 
foyer and there's so much light and it it's just, great. It just it just seems like a wonderful place to live. It really does. Yeah. Um for the music, there's just that pretender song in the credits. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other music in I, there. I, I don't think so either. I do really like the or, or original score. Um I oh, thought it was yeah, done okay. quite well. Um I um oh, a correction. It's actually performed by Mood Swings featuring the voice of Chrissy Hind. Oh okay. it's written by Evangelist and John Anderson called State of Independence. That's the one in the credits. Okay, cool. Um yeah, oh uh, so what are your fashion notes? Fashion notes. Okay, so um we talked about the silver like the silver trench coat. Um yeah, that was it, cool. It's cool on both of them. Um the scene after Sam gets I really love Allie's nightgown that she's wearing. Oh, is it the peach one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's cool. Um, and then um, and then my other one is uh, in the scene where um, Hetty and Allie meet for the first time. I just love Allie's outfit because she's wearing like the like like the denim kind of like linen like you know button down shirt. Oh yeah, like, the chambray. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and then the um, and I think and then I think she's wearing a pink, like a short like pink skirt with it that just looks really comfy. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. Let's see. For mine, I have Allie. Is like Allie's like baggy, minimal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, she has. I like that beige belted blazer that oh, she has. Like yeah. that. That one's really cool. I wrote the silver trench. Um, it's I wrote funny. like she has baggy silhouettes. Is the blazer what she wears to meet like that guy for the first time during the lunch? Uh, I think so. Okay, because he gets it too. Okay. Remember she comes oh, home right. and she's like, oh, I oh. you have the same belt. Because she buys yeah. like the same her same clothes. Oh yeah. And then Well well there is a there is like that kind of like a uh, creepy scene where like Allie is running late and she's trying to like find a certain outfit and oh, she yeah. and like she looks and then she's trying to just like, oh I, I guess in her mind she's like, Oh, Hetty probably borrowed it. Yeah. And she goes into Hetty's room and looks like looks through her closet and she thinks like she found it. And then she goes back into her closet and finds like her outfit yeah. and she realizes wait have you been buying my clothes yeah <laughs> like literally buying them yeah like yeah. that's even more insane it's not like she's just like like borrowing them yeah um i i love that red polka dot dress that hetty has oh yeah i think it's like one of the early outfits that she wears it's really cool mm-hmm. um i like that brown baggy tee and like the pleated skirt that hetty has that's the same color Okay. It's like a weird, like a terracotta, like a yeah. burnt sienna color. And then I love her salon outfit. She okay. has literally like the black belted blazer and like the pants. It's so like uh, executive realness nineties. Yeah. <laughs> slash like uh, leggings and stuff. So it's really cool. The, I really like it. The nineteen nineties power bitch look is like probably one of my favorites. It is like, pretty cool with the yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah. And yeah. like yeah, it was just like it was just a little bit less shoulder paddy than the eighties. Like it brought him down a little bit, but it still had him sitting out there. Yeah. Um. What are your favorite scenes? My favorite scenes. Um. So, I um. I. It's. I don't know. I, I guess I. Um. I, I. I. Okay. So when she follows Hetty in the cab, I mm-hmm. love that shot when she gets out and like um when she gets out of, out of the cab and she's like about to follow her into the sex club. Mm-hmm. Um. And then. Um, I like the scene when Graham is able to kind of like regain consciousness and kind of like, you know, basically. Oh yeah. We forgot to mention Graham is not dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's fine. I, yeah. 
he probably has like some head injuries or whatever, but I guess he's cool. So, like, um, and then I, I know it doesn't end well, but I have to say the scenes with Buddy just make me so happy. I know, <laughs> I mean, Buddy's so cute. I know he's so he's he he looks so he looks so fluffy. Anytime they kill dogs, I'm just like, no. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, and thank God they didn't show it. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are those your favorite scenes? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I have the roommate interview scene montage. It's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, when she follows her to that S&M club, I like the whole, like, car chase taxi thing. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I just like the visual of Allie taped forcefully to a chair watching wildlife specials. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, here's the TV. You can change it. 24 and 25 are the movie channels, and it's like lions. I was like, this is not bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I mean, in terms of tw- torture scenes this is probably like on the lighter side yeah this is not <laughs> clockwork orange yeah <laughs> we like have a gun that there um and then the elevator fight was yeah another one. yeah that's, that's so cool. it's so great it reminds me of the craft fight oh they yeah. have that intense physical fight which i guess is more like after this because this is 92 and the craft was like 96 um do you have any quotes famous favorite quotes um I'm trying to think. I um I think you mentioned it before, but I love the um the like monologue that like um Hetty does like when they're like in Graham's apartment. She's like just dyed her hair, and mm-hmm. it's like ta da! What do you think? Every everything's every it looks it looks good, right? And <laughs> and then um I'm trying to think um and then um. I um love when like um when she goes to Graham's apartment like after um like a- a- after the sex club and she's like Graham you gotta help me she's crazy <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. yeah that's a good one um mine are just what I said before you've got to be kidding which might be <laughs> the episode name or I love when uh, Hetty just repeatedly says I love myself like this I love. <laughs> <laughs> just in the, in the mirror which i thought was pretty good um let's see and do you have any uh 90s moments um well they're um let's see um i think um i'm trying to think um they're probably the same as mine they're all like technology based yeah i mean the the fact that like um when hetty comes home the fact that like hetty calls up her boss using her address book is like kind of a big deal oh yeah that would is yeah just because you know before everything was like stored in our phone she actually had to like write stuff down so yeah <laughs> like, and remember um, numbers like yeah. i remembered people's numbers um and then you know like um and then um, I, I guess like the like com- the like computer screenshots were just like you know like whoa uh, yeah it, it was it was it, trippy it was it was a time warp. <laughs> Let's yeah. do the time warp Um yeah, mine was like the fashion software, mm-hmm. the modem. I was like making plane reservations on the computer, and then yeah. like like you said earlier, camped out in front of voicemail. <laughs> Which is essentially what we what the nineties was about was either on the phone for hours at a time so, or wait, camped out in front of voicemail. So, so wait, before the internet, did you have to like call the airline in order to get a yeah okay yeah okay. on the phone? That's why I was like, how did they even how how was the airline even set up to receive reservations through the phone through the computer? 
Yeah. At that time, unless they were tapping in and she was hacking the fucking plane manifest. <laughs> yeah. And she was like first class and she's like, I don't know, is it worth it? And I was like, Are you talking to someone on there? <laughs> this is not a chat room. Like, how did you how are you booking this? This is kind of nuts. But um, um it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, it's a classic. It's a thriller classic. Uh, I'm assuming you have if you've gotten to the end of the episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what were your final thoughts on it, Charles? Um, so I have to say, I um, this movie has a pretty big w- reputation, and um, you know, just going in, it's, I knew that going into it, and I have to say, I thought that um, like the movie itself did hold up to like the like you know to the reputation that it's created Um, yeah um i love the whole cat and mouse kind of like chase scene um like in 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 the basement i thought that was pretty Mm. badass um and um i um i you know to be honest i wasn't expecting to like this movie that much but i thought it was pretty good yeah it's a good one yeah it's a sleeper but it's a good one yeah yeah, it actually, they did a sequel that was, I think, straight to DVD, which I don't plan on seeing, but this film was complete, you know, like, yeah. it didn't really need a series. Just like Poison Ivy they did, like, that didn't really need a series. Like, yeah. it was pretty complete the way it was. But yeah, I feel the same way. It was a great rewatch. It definitely held up. It wasn't as problematic. Yeah. <laughs> like, it definitely was, like, pretty current, and um, I hope they don't remake it. I um oh I did see like um I think on like IMDb or something that I think like um they have retroactively diagnosed Hetty with having a borderline personality disorder. Oh, okay. Um, and I believe that's what they diagnosed um Alicia Silverstone's character in the crush with too. Oh um, yeah, you're right. So um so I don't really know that much about it, but I guess it's like pretty serious. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, I think so. And um, oh, also, I think that's what um, Winona Ryder was diagnosed with, and girl, it, it interrupted. Oh yeah, it's another film. I think yeah, I think I'm, that, that's going to be one to do. But yeah, do you want to still keep on the same uh, the same genre route? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. We'll think of. Uh, we won't tell you guys now, but we'll think of another another film to watch pretty soon. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, well, uh, this is the end of the episode. I'm glad you stuck around. Give us five stars on Apple. Listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer. I don't know. It's fucking everywhere. Fashion Grunge Podcast. Tell your yeah. friends. And uh, we will see you all on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.